now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey, guys, you need to wake up ready, and I'm trying to get ready. Here comes the dog. Like, like this ain't something we do every day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hey, what, where, what time is it where you are? Send me a tweet and let me know at Dryer Buzz. What time is it where you are? Because I want to talk about Wake Up Ready. I actually woke up three hours ago. I came in and I was like, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to set an alarm. It's going to go off at 6.30 a.m. There was an opportunity at 6.30 a.m. And man, that clock, my phone went crazy at 6.30. And I was like, what life is this? Oh, heck No. Right. And I, I literally I had everything ready, laid out. I got up, put my clothes on like, OK, I could do this. I could do this. No, I was in so much pain. <laughs> it, was, it actually physically hurt. I, next thing I know, I was back under the covers. I was like, wait a minute, 30 more minutes, three hours later, three hours later, I rolled out of bed and I wasn't even trying to roll out of bed. Then the dog was going crazy because uh, there was a knock at the door and I'm like, oh man. And I I keep saying that um, I need to react. People need to see me react when the dog is going crazy. I need to react to it because otherwise, you know, people think you don't pay attention to what's going on in your community and we know we don't want that to happen. So I said, wake up ready. Um, I don't know if we talked about this in or being ready and, and everything is about being ready, but I don't know if we talked about it in book one, which was those amazing 90 episodes that you already have out there. If we don't hit the mark for you today, right? We are full on immersed now into book two and book two it has a title. Each podcast has a title and it's not necessarily all hindsight. We start out with the direction we want to go. Book one was was let's figure this thing out. You know, we, we're awake. The sun is shining. Sometimes we're breathing. Um, we got an extra day. Let's, let's live. You know, book, book one was about, come on y'all, let's find enough faith to live another day. Um, for those of us that deal with anxiety and depression, going through traumas and dramas and all of this kind of stuff. I'm the person that's bold enough to say, Hey, listen, this thing, life is not all couple setting. It's, it takes work. It literally takes work. It takes work. And I kept trying to, because I'm interested in this whole Afrofuturism, not futurism for the rest of y'all, but Afrofuturism is the fact that people don't believe they're going to be brown people in the future, and they try to convince the brown people that they don't belong in the future. So I'm sorry, I operate from that perspective. And if you feel like you have to mute at this point or turn it off away, hey, you know, that's fine too. Um, But time travel I keep people, I, cause, and I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with this whole time travel thing because in our country, and I, I'm right now, I am recording this and I'm recording it before a live internet following, and then I'm going to turn it into a podcast. But I'm recording this in an era where we are living with uh, a president that wants to quote unquote make America great again. And apparently they're over there trying to make the UK great again. America's not the only one. See, people in America feel like America's like the only one going through this stuff. Everybody's going through this stuff. It's a sign of the time, okay? I'm sorry, but the stupid people are trying to reign. <laughs> Some of them have. They're electing each other out here, y'all, okay? <laughs> but in that Make America Great Again, the one question that p- people keep asking, well, when was America great? I mean, I could pinpoint some time for us when we didn't have to deal with this stuff as uh, as loudly as it is right now. But 
I saw, I watched uh, Spike Lee's movie, and then apparently there's a, a, a literally there's another time travelish kind of movie coming out, um, probably already out with David Oyelowo, and so I got to thinking, and then I, you know, there's a great iconic movie about time travel, and so forth, and if given, and then of course there's the the Back to the Future stuff, you know, and if given the time, if given the chance to go back and to fix something, would you go back? I'm that person said no, I would never, I'm never going back. I don't want to go back because why? Because we can't pinpoint where we need to go with the fix, right? If you, if somebody gave you the fix and said, hey, listen, go back, drop this, do this, undo that, you know, you'd do it wrong. You did it wrong the first time. You probably have not entirely reached, and here comes the leaf blower, entirely reached a point of wisdom where you could really fix it. And when I was watching this movie by Spike, See You Yesterday, um, when they real when they discovered this way to leap back, they kept leaping at the wrong time, and things kept continuously happening or continuously going wrong because they never would go back to the right time or impact the right person that was causing that was the cause of all of this, and nobody really could come up with the cause. Just like even today, we don't know how. We know some people elected Trump. We don't. First of all, we don't know what. As like, if you go back, you gonna go back to election day. Are you going to go back to, nobody knows the pinpoint. When we go back to pinpoint when these people decided or started to feel the way they feel. And if you listen, and even if you listen to people who interview them, Trump supporters, right? Even when you watch the interviews of people interviewing the Trump supporters, you're like, you're just dumbfounded. You're like, wait, what do they believe? And where's the cause of them? Me? I would always go back to a point of in media. Like I would stop local news from being created. I would stop whatever that first interview was, was that first, that person that came up with that idea because it used to be the way to influence the minds, you know, everybody didn't have television. So whenever that, I, I might go back to see you. It just like I would think. Okay, we could just we could interrupt the broadcast of the first one where they realized that they could influence the minds there. But then it's like, wait, well, who came up? Who came to the table with the idea? Well, you know, now there are televisions in X amount of homes, and if we cause these people to hate the other people or be afraid of the other people, because that's really what te- television does, creates these fears. And all these people are acting on these fears. I'm telling you, I sit. Y'all people watch, I, I sit and watch people and try to ascertain, assess their fears. Like, what are they really afraid, afraid of? So when I'm looking, I'm like the Matrix, and I'm looking at people, and I can, assist with, I can sense when they become afraid. Especially, let me tell you, like, in Atlanta, Atlanta, is, even though we're not a championship town, we are very much a sports town. We've got, we've always had uh, a number of sports teams, right? I mean, we've always had, we've got, We've got minor league, major league baseball. We've got basketball. We've got football. We've got soccer. We've always had hockey here and there. I don't know if we still have one. We've got, uh, uh, what is it? What's the football? Not the major football. We've got, we got women's basketball. I mean, we are a sports town. So one of the places to watch, people watch, and assess when people become afraid of each other is at these sports events, right? Like, I have a fear of intoxicated people at baseball games. I love baseball. I would go to baseball every day. But you don't get to watch and enjoy the game because there's a whole other thing. People trying to drink as much as they can. And I don't like, I don't like being around intoxicated people that much. And apparently, 
Um, that's what baseball is. You got nine innings before and after the game to drink as much as you want. And then when they, when they cut, shut it down, they get mad and belligerent. Like you can't drink. You don't need anymore. First of all, you smell horrible. Okay. Because the leaf floor. And I don't even know like what day they come. But anyway, I mean, it's a horrible smell. You know, it does just doesn't smell good. And then on top of that, doesn't look good. And then they, they're not on their best behavior. So I don't get to enjoy baseball as much. And I hadn't figured out, like, what section. You know, I was trying to – I've experimented with the different sections that I can get away, get away from the alcoholics, right? You know, and I'm like, it's just not – hey, in the car, on the radio, outside the stadium, right? right Listen to the game on the radio. Uh, and then apparently a f- different theme and feature nights, you know, or different, even the day go on day games. Okay. The day games are probably worse because then they get to drink on the company dime and they drink twice as much. Okay. Then on their own dime baseball. I'm like, I, t- I tell baseball players all the time. They're like, I'm a baseball player. I had a, ba- I a baseball player this week. Not to, not to name drop, not drop names, drop games. Okay. And they were like trying to tell me who he was and, and, you know, he just got this contract. And all this kind of stuff, you know, because people like to influence people who influence people, right? And, and I'm like, baseball is just about selling beer. I'm like, well, hello, welcome to the world of selling beer. And he looked at me like, you know, because he's having his greatest moment ever. He, he's coming up, right? I'm like, you just, people, just, you know, it's like the alcohol, I can't, I don't understand it. I, and I have gone to the base, I lived in Atlanta all my life, um, and so I've, been in ba- been immersed in baseball since day one, and that's just something that has just always bothered me as to how much people want to consume alcohol at the game. Same thing, same thing with football. But I'm watching for what I'm watching for, and y'all, let me hit my cough button. Sorry about that. I did say I was going to try to have something to play when I have to do that, but luckily you don't have to hear it. So, um, same thing with football. Like I love watching. Um, when I do venture out, like I have a fear. I, I love tailgating. I love watching it. I'm that person. Listen, I wouldn't be on here talking about how to get out of bed if I didn't have all of these nuances about me, right? I'm talking about how to get out of bed. I've had to think of these things. These are the things that I deal with. These are the things why I can't be as social as I want to people. Like, are you going to this concert? Y'all, let me tell you. I had a Facebook memory came up yesterday. <laughs> I promise you. I had a Facebook memory came up yesterday where I posted um, uh, something about having receiving a Outcast concert ticket in my inbox. I was like, oh, cool. This Outcast concert. It's Outcast concert ticket in my inbox. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, wait a minute. I don't remember seeing Outcast. You know, I didn't even go. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I had a chance to see. Because I'm always like, why didn't I do this and why didn't I do that? I'm like, I don't remember going. And it was like a year ago. So I don't know where they were. Probably at the music festival or something like that. And I'm like, Girl, you ain't going. You didn't go nowhere. And last year, I wouldn't have been able to go, especially not if it happened this particular week. I'm like, somebody gave me an Outcast ticket in September of last year. Where were they? Probably at the music festival. 
Heck, I could have I could have had access to you know One Music Fest. Shout out to One Music Fest is one of the, they it's become one of the most amazing uh, concerts. And I really wanted to see DMX. Oh my God, I wanted to see DMX. I didn't go, and I could have gotten new credentials and all that kind of stuff. And people don't even send me media stuff anymore because I just don't go. And I mean, I'm just at that I'm just at that time of life because I don't wake up ready. I'm talking about wake up ready today. I don't wake up ready. I don't plan those things. I'm like, there is, and right now, somebody has already told me about something that's happening months from now, and I'm like, oh, well, that gives me months to procrastinate. And I'm like, no, you got to act on it now. Okay, well, I'm not going. I cannot, I still cannot do these things. I I can't. I'm like, that is so loud. But anyway, I can't, I can't, I don't wake up. I'm trying to figure out how to wake up ready. I called myself waking up ready this morning, had, had my clothes laid out. I took my shower last night. I'm like, that clock is going to go at 6.30. I'm going to do like a fireman, jump into that wardrobe. Let me turn the television off so I don't get distracted. Leaf floors is enough. Um, I'm going to jump into my clothes. I'm going to run out the door. Uh-uh. I could not do it. This is not my thing. This is not what I have asked the universe for. So, plan. Here's my flaw. I'm going to write down flaw. Because no matter what you want to do, your flaws are going to get in the way. Plan. Now, I have spent a long time planning 2020. And for all reasons, it's going according to plan. It's working out well because I planned for something else. By 2020, is going to be absolutely amazing. Because what I plan for, even if I fall short of that plan... I'm still on point. Somebody asked me, uh, oh, I was at the, when I went to the Facebook event, um, I had a few people knew I was going to pitch for something and I I asked their opinion on it or they tagged me in it. And I think this person was one of the people that tagged me in an opportunity that was out there. Say, hey, this will be great based on what you're doing in the kitchen. You should pitch for this. And they, and they saw me and they asked me how to go. And I said, well, I didn't hear back. I said, but, you know, not because I positioned myself to pitch for that, other opportunities came forth. It's just like Atlanta put all that, put all that messaging out there and all that work to attract Amazon, whereas Amazon didn't come, everybody else did. Uh, I was, I heard a gentleman yesterday at Ear Hustle a lot was talking about one of the companies that did come and take advantage of all that Atlanta wanted to offer, um, Amazon, the, a lot of graduates of the last year, college graduates of the last couple of years is now working for this company that did come. And I think it was NCR or something like that. They did come, them and a number of other companies that are now establishing themselves in the quote unquote midtown where Atlanta did all of this growth, you know, trying to meet all the trying to meet all the um, milestones that Amazon was requiring. And only and we missed, we still missed, missed on transportation. Um, missed on transportation and probably safety, um, which are two things that Atlanta truly needs to to work on because those are the two things that are visibly um, incomplete, inaccurate, and loudly discussed, you know, transportation and safety. I even posted a thing, you know, transportation for me, even though I can venture around traffic, it's the, in fact, I was going around it. I'm like, I'm looking at these people sitting on the highway and I'm like, but you're sitting at an exit that with, with access that runs parallel 
to the highway and nobody's using that. I, that bothers me. And that's why I want to talk about, that's why I want to do how to get out of bed. Because so often I watch people sitting in traffic on the highway. And one thing about Atlanta, our exits are so close together that there's always an alternate route. And if you look at your GPS, GPS will tell you it's only the, 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 the gridlock is only a quarter of a mile, which technically means you can get off at one exit, get back on at the next exit and keep it moving. And people don't even do that. They sit there. Oh, it's going to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, sitting, just trying to go a quarter of a mile. You know, your whole routine should take 20 minutes, but it's two hours because you've got all these little quarter mile stretches where it's going to add 15 minutes to your commute or wherever it is you're going when you simply can avoid that by just exiting the highway and reducing it back down to 20 minutes. But people, I have found, they like to be victims. I have examined Atlanta traffic. I, I mean, this is what I do because I like to blog solutions. I'm a solution. Write that down. Solution, right? Most people are, become victims because they just don't want the solution. You know, the solution might have been for me to go ahead and push through and go out there at 630. But then it's like there was nothing that would allow me to do that. Um, but then I had the opportunity to also go back to bed. So I took that. But anyway... Um, so because I blog about, and, and most people know, I have this saying that traffic is for transplants. They don't want to. They don't want to drive down certain streets. They don't want to go through certain uh, un, un uh, gentrified neighborhoods. But let me tell you, I rode through. And I'm thinking I had my own fear. I'm like, y'all, I'm gonna go down this street. I go to drive down that street because I know it's gonna like get me beyond all of this stuff. And, and first thing, let me tell you, you know, the sign of gentrification, natural wood. Like, right, you already know, okay, the uh, painted brick, when you see the painted brick, oh, this is gentrified, I can roll on through here, because it means safety, curb appeal, what, what are the signs of gentrification, uh, first of all, curb appeal, okay, the yard doesn't extend out into the street, it's nicely edged, <laughs> and I'm not, y'all, this ain't, um, I'm not, this is not shots fired, this is not shots fired, like yesterday, I needed to cut through a particular neighborhood and I'm like, oh my God, cause I can't, I can't, I can't get in that traffic. I'm going to cut through here. And I turned down the street and I was like, first thing I noticed, like curb appeal. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. How much of these, you know? And then the next thing I see, you know, they come and they redo the front porches with the, with the wood, you know, the wood. And then they've taken the beautiful brick and they painted it all white. You know, you see one or two of those, you're like, oh, it's gentrified, right? And then, and mind you, let me tell you, now, keep in mind, this ain't your grandparents' gentrification. I know y'all, I know y'all uh, all caught up in it all around the country, right? But the thing about it is, let me tell you, and I don't want to get into that, but I'm just going gonna, gonna to let you know, life is supposed to cycle through y'all. And I know some people back in the day, even now, some people feel highly marginalized. But what the gentrification that's gone on in Atlanta, people have held on to properties um, forever. And some of them were family-owned, some of them were investment-owned, and, and so forth. And there are many reasons and many things, and, and it doesn't mean that we should stop being overly concerned. We should be concerned. Yes, we should be concerned about people who are being pushed out of their communities. But um, what Atlanta is going through, just like back in the day, Atlanta went through integration. I mean, there's so many elements to this thing. But you should want to see, and I'm not saying you should want to see uh, property change hands. It's not what I'm saying. 
I drove through a community. I'm like, whoa, it's nice. It's safe. I'm thinking about safety because most of these communities that are being gentrified was so unsafe, right? They might have been affordable. Um, it might have been families trying to hold on to it. Listen, and one of the there's so much to that. The red the red tape and and the fact that people are holding on the property, but they weren't given the opportunity. Certainly not given the money to make the investment or the capital or the improvement. Uh, on those properties. I know it's a, it's a very deep conversation, and we'll have that conversation on Buzz of the Bastion, but I'm just saying, to wake up ready, you got to wake up safe, and I need to be safe. And I know the biggest backlash, can I tell y'all the biggest backlash that's going on right now is the fact that women want to say, that women want to be safe. I can't tell you how, many, how much aggression, micro, macro, physical, literally literal uh, aggression that's going on against women simply because we want to be safe. And there's a lot, there's a lot that makes us unsafe that's being spoken about. And people are like, no, y'all need to do like the, the general 50 umpteen generations before you and keep you quiet. Right. But people want to wake up. People want to get out of bed. And these are the kinds of things that keep people from getting out of the bed. You know, I, I dealt with, I've dealt with some of these real estate issues too. In fact, I was talking with, as you know, we have a new supporter for In the Kitchen with Dryer Buzz coming on. And it's a realtor. And we were talking about some of these things. And, you know, while, and, and I have to make sure, is that when I, when I bring people on who want to underwrite some of the content that we do, or a partner, or they want some visibility, you know, I have to have certain conversations with them and let them understand, listen, these, this, these are how I say stuff. And if I'm going to tell anybody to do anything, I need to know the full process that they're going to go to. And we can't, you know, I just can't, I don't, I won't BS anybody. Um, so it has to be, here's what I need. Here's what I'm going to give you in exchange. Because also I may jump on here and say something and people come running to you. Well, I noticed you sponsor this, you sponsor that, you know, and, and you should not and all this kind of stuff. So I have to make sure that they are brave enough to handle the truth, honesty, and transparency of the conversations that we're going to have, which is why I like being self-sustained, uh, investing in my own entity. That's why I can say that I'm 20 years, I'm celebrating 20 years in 2020 of doing what I do, 17 of those years as dryer buzz, because nobody's been able to step to me and say, that I'm lying or I'm wrong or, or anything like that. It's just not going to happen. I don't make those kind of errors uh, with this. And I only state the obvious. I only have conversations of truth, honesty, and transparency because each and every day I want to wake up ready. I want to wake up ready to deal with the day. And there are a lot of people who can't come to me, can't collaborate with me because truth ain't what they do. Honesty ain't in them and transparency ain't a thing for them. And so when we get to that point, it's why, and I know because a lot of y'all say, oh, I thought you were to be here and be there and go to this and go. A lot of times I, I, I can't roll up in that because they like, oh, no, no, we don't do that truth, honesty, and transparency thing. Here it's all about these delusions and illusions and so forth. So that's why you see particular people and particular entity and particular things that are, that don't mind. They're not afraid for me to mention them, do a story on them or talk about what they're doing because I, it's because it's about solutions and not everybody has solutions. And so when the, when the realtor started expressing interest, you know, I was like, it's, what we talk about has to be a solution. She was telling me about some opportunities that are coming about. And I'm like, okay, um, 
make sure, and I said, well, check and make sure it's this, check and make sure it's that. So when I put the campaign together that, you know, it's truth, honesty, and and transparency. So there's so many opportunities going on there in real estate, especially um, especially with we're in Atlanta and, and the fact that Atlanta and other places are, are just getting ready for 2020 and understanding and beginning to understand what people really need. Okay, so we were talking about wake up ready, but we want to talk about the flaws. Like my flaws is, you know, man, I ha- I'm having, I'm experiencing, let me write this down. I am experiencing some serious FOMO. Like watching the video from the music festival, and I was like, man, I really wanted to go. I really wanted to stop what I was doing. I passed by it a couple times, and I'm like, I really wanted to go. But then I'm like, eh, I'm not quite there yet on the being in public and being in certain spaces and those kinds of things, going back to that lifestyle. I'm still boss at it. I'm still a storyteller to this world. I, in fact, there was a ma- an amazing story, and I'm not going to talk too much about it, but there was an amazing story that happened just yesterday, and this person went live, and then I jumped on that live, and I was like, oh, what the hell is this? And I closed it down. I was like, and I missed the story because the live was so jacked up. I'm like, golly, it was so bad, y'all. And I was like, okay, let me just wait. I'll just wait for coverage or whatever. And, uh, and, and I wish we, I wish we had known about it. Cause man, I, I did that some serious justice and I would have gotten out of bed to do that. Um, uh, but lo and behold, there were some other, um, content curators there and, and it, the story therefore was told and hopefully you heard about it. Hopefully you heard about it because it was absolutely awesome and amazing. And one of the reasons I really wanted to see some great coverage on it is because there's been a lot of backlash you guys out there, the audiences, uh, the consumers, there has been a lot of backlash on how you guys are upset that people are um, creating these frenzies around products, right? And so you're, you're, you're bullying. Oh, we got to talk about this bullying thing, y'all. And one of the reasons, I, I, I'm going to keep it at just at that. There's so much bullying, especially because of social media. Um, and I, and, and I, I know it feels like we label too much, but then we don't label enough. There's so much bullying. And there are people who wake up with, ready to bully. They, they, the bullying is on the ready, right? They literally want to go out there and they all they have. And I don't know if you guys know this, but when somebody sees your name in a conversation, they can then go and look and see everything that you say online. Okay. In fact, everything you say on some of these platforms are archived in the library of Congress. Like, you know, there are people that are, who are scientists that are, that are able to pull and see, you know, cause that's what this thing, the internet was created for data. Okay. It was, it was created for two reasons, data and dollars, right? The dollars thing, everybody ain't figured out the data thing. Everybody ain't figured out, but those are the two things at the end of the day. And so constantly the scientists are trying to figure out or working on or have figured out what basically the scientists are trying to apply technology that has been around absolutely forever to uh, our behaviors. They, the, the science and then there's behaviors. So now, so the flip is on, has been on trying to bring that science for mining the data of, uh, of society to, to, to social media. And so... People don't realize, and, and, and I have lost, and 
one, I don't have, I don't even have friends. I don't do that friend thing, but I, I do let people hang around for a while, you know, as long as they know, okay, this is that season we can hang out. Now this is that season, leave me the hell alone. Most people who last understand the lead, it's time to leave her alone. She's a Scorpio. It's just time to leave her alone. She's going to sting the hell out of us if we keep going back too long, right? And But if you catch me in the right time, man, we're about to have a ball. But anyway, there are those. The way it works is they will, you, you're out there, you're putting stuff. You're, you're saying stuff, you're saying stuff. So the science is to go and pull. So when you say stuff, like I'll have people come into a conversation and I, I was going to say I lost a lot of quote-unquote friends, I mean like connections online, because people would come and they would say something, and I would go and see what they've been saying, right? Because now they, they basically flip with whatever the trend is, right? And I would often, t- and they would get so mad. I'm like, well, why are you mad? I'm like, because they would jump in a debate, and I'm like, oh, that's your opinion now, because three hours ago, 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago, 72 hours ago, you know, you said this and I would literally say to them and they were like, they, they would get mad. But I'm like, but that's what you said. OK, so you're you tolerate when that person says it that way. But you're you are intolerant when this person says because we talk about bullying and we talk about even prejudice. I'm not going to talk. We're not going to bring in the R word. But let's talk about our prejudices. Um, and, and we all have we all have them. We all have those we want to deal with. We all have those we don't. And and some of it is based on, I didn't write down fear. I'm going to put down fear. Some of it is based on what we have allowed in our lives to create. Fear is created. You're not born afraid of nothing. Some, mm, well, it depends on what wound you came out of. Because, you know, some of these babies come in here a whole lot of stress. Y'all, have y'all, you ever seen people when they post a picture of the baby and you're like, oh, okay. What's wrong with the baby? You know, baby just stressed, right? Baby not, not beautiful. This my baby is just worried, y'all. I'm like, oh my God, stop posting, stop posting, right? Because you got, you got got nothing good to say, right? I'm just saying, you know, that baby is stressed, right? Because you know that baby don't come through some stuff on her because they done heard stuff already. It's like, whoa, you know, all they know is to be on edge. I'm like, oh, calm down, calm down, baby, calm down. But anyway. So fears and bullying. So there are those that already in the day and we are about 30 minutes into this. And I'm not, I always say, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you, but it's the fears. And so people are afraid that they're afraid of like that. You're afraid of your own truth. You're afraid of who you are. And I was, um, we were, somebody asked me to come into a circle and we were going to do something for somebody. And I'm this kind of person. I'm like, man, if who I'm trying to think who was it recently? Just something. something I was watching something. They sent me a video and I was watching a video and I'm like, well, you got to understand when a person can't stand up for themselves, no matter the, the people who come into Calvary coming, they're going to jack you up, too. Right. So and, and again, I learned this through the drowning experiences. You know, you've got to wait until they're, you got, everything has to be ready. That's a real word. You know, I know we say everything I hear is real, this, real, that, but ready is, ready is a thing and it's got to be ready. You can have a solution. You can have a plan, but if you don't, if you, if if it's not ready, if it's not the right time, 
uh, that you, the flaws will come through, the victims will come through, the solution won't come through, the fear and the bullying will come through. All of those things that have come through, there's a lot of, uh, there's, if you look at, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ever tell you to watch the news. I, I can't. I, I've just come to understand that if I go into 2020, I cannot take news, particularly local news. I, that's why my television is like off right now. It's the noon hour. Because um, I'm like, everything on it has already happened. I'm like, damn, if y'all are not at a point in 2020 where we can predict some of this stuff. If there's, and I'm usually, like I tell you, news has already happened. Buzz is stuff that's going to happen. I have forever tell, been here telling you for 17 years, for 20 years, more than that, even if you go back in the, the decade, 1992, okay, is when I'm like, okay, this is what my call, my calling is going to be uh, trying to get ahead of some of this stuff. 1992. Um, 2002, 10 years, is that, is that 10 years? Please tell me no, 10, 20 years. 1992, 2002 is when I, this, when I evolved because 1992, I, I was boots on the ground, immersing myself in these problems that were happening in communities. And I realized that a lot of it was just basically what people come, go through life believing. And I kept looking around like, where is the source? How, how, how do you, how is it you believe what you believe? How is it you know what you know? And oftentimes, even if you go ask the Trump people, why do you think this and why do you think that? First thing they point to is these sources, these media sources, right? News. They point to news, right? Because news is trying to dissect something that's already happened, but without a solution in mind. They just want to get to the victims and find out what happened to the victims. But they never, ever ask, well, why did you do that to that person, right? They, they never go ask the killer, why did you kill? I'm like, hey, I'm like, I need to find out. So I went inside the Atlanta Federal. No, I was invited because apparently I put it out in the universe. I wanted to know how these things happen. And at that time in the nineties, I was on radio and they were like, Oh, she said she want to know, let's bring her in here. And they set up the pro. I don't know who he's like, we, it's, it's approved. You can go inside the Atlanta and I'm not dropping names. I'm just dropping games. I just want to let y'all know. They was like, you can go inside the Atlanta federal penitentiary and these brothers want to talk to you. Who? Huh? How do they know me? They listen to your show. They want to talk to you because you asked the question, why, why, how, right? And I did. I went. I was like, okay, set it up. I went. I went inside the, penis, the federal penitentiary, the prison, over there at the end, the boulevard that we all drive by. Hopefully, if y'all brave enough, you can. And listen, y'all can drive by. The, y'all can drive. Y'all can drive down Boulevard and and Lakewood and all that. It's been gentrified. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? One of those. You can you imagine? Like like they tore down the projects like 20 years ago. Right. Still haven't done any kind of development over there. The drive in, I'm headed to the drive in because, you know, you used to have to peel out of that drive in, getting up out of there. Right. You knew how to go. You got to get to 20, got to get to 285, got to go because Thomasville was right there. Right. Well, they tore that down. Don't let me forget where I was going. OK. They tore that down. Uh, there's still one um, particular development over there. Let's make it safe, y'all. Let's make it safe. I just want people to be safe. Let's do, and, and the thing about it is, as much as you talk to these people about, about what's going on and development, affordable and all that, you know, it's safe. When you talk about safety, when people say, well, why'd you move? Safety. I, I've got to, I'm sorry, y'all, that's my requirement. I've got to be safe. You know, I want, but I don't want to just be, I want everybody to be safe because I'm that kind of person. People are going to come to me and say, hey, listen, let me do this for you. Let me do this for you, right? They're going to do 
because I, I express it outwardly what I want out of this universe. And the universe, as Oprah has said, as Yala has said, the alchemist has said, it's going to conspire to give you what you want. So I'm trying to get you guys to wake up ready and just get out here and say what it is you want. Because you don't have it because you have not yet said it and spoken outwardly. Let me go back to it. So, okay, so I wanted to know. I don't want to just do. I don't want to just talk to the victims. I want to talk to the people who created these victims. And they were like, oh, she want to know? Bring her on in here. So I go over and I park. I remember even parking. I remember the guard watching me as I'm getting out of the car, make sure I ain't taking it out of the car. I remember being escorted in. It's like, okay, this is as far as my escort goes. You're going to be handed off to this, handed off to that. Um, the brothers that are in, in the prison, that's part of the FOI, Fruit of Islam, uh, they're going to they're gonna protect you. I'm like, huh? You mean the prison <laughs> for inmates? You know, when we watched, we got you, we got you. I was, I was safe. They first convinced me that I was safe. Because I was like, and then I got a chance, I got a chance to walk through the yard. I remember walking the corridor, uh, taking the left at the kitchen. And people were like, yeah, she really been in here. Yeah, at the end. So that, that front door that faces uh, Atlanta, um, you go down that hallway, those, those, the cellies, the cells down to the left to the right. You walk down the hallway, there's the mess hall, whatever you want to call it. You go to the left, go down the steps in the yard, just look just like Shawshank Redemption. I swear to you. Walk out that door, they all sitting there around the steps, you know, and uh, I'm being escorted and whatever, you know, they point to this. All back there behind that building is other buildings. There's a building over there to the right that houses the hardcore, if it still does. And, and you know, and all this was like flanked by residents. They don't use those residences no more. Hold on. They, nobody's living in that. Usually, like the warden and the guards and whatever used to live in those houses, they don't live there anymore. That's housing that could be used. But anyway, I don't know if you want to live with a prison in your backyard. But trans, think about transitioning. You know, you don't, you don't mind. So anyway, back there. So on back there were other buildings, and there was a chapel. And so my, uh, I was going to spend some time in the chapel with them, and the chapel was filled to the brim. And I can't remember how many. It was like this, uh, you know, a, a few, a few many faces and I had I got a chance to have a conversation with those who are deemed to make our community unsafe and that's what I wanted to know why is it that you caused our community to be unsafe and but and I don't want to just know what you did I want to know how you did what you did how did you get to that point we ended you know what I ended up talking with these men about because at that time I remember I wanted to I had three daughters at the time. I wanted a son like so bad, and I really feel like this was the this was the moment the universe said, "Okay, she's ready. She's ready to raise a man now. She's ready to raise a man." As I sit in here, because in all the comments we talked about politics, um, we talked about things that were happening for opportunities that were out here for young men. They let me know some things on the conspiracy level, on the political level. I ended up I, I was supposed to give a talk, but I ended up really listening. And I remember talking to them about their moms, you know. We got on this thing about, because I, I was like, it, it would kill me if my children broke my heart. One of, them, one of the men in there, his father was a prison warden, okay? And yet he, was, he would never, ever leave prison. His father, he grew up on a prison. His father was a warden. Hear me, Okay. And he will never leave prison, right? And so um, we got, we talked about, at the time I was affiliated 
with a former president and an organization. They were concerned about the organization. They were concerned about politics. They were concerned about education. They were concerned about teaching and all this kind of stuff. And they had, they had so many programs there that uh, young men were coming to the prison for, what community was coming to the prison for. And they talked about, uh, I just remember talking to them about their moms. That became a very sensitive moment because most men... Um, when they go to prison, especially at that, this was the turn of the time when people were getting the three strikes and then at the, and the, um, no parole and just going to be in there, you know, especially going into the federal system. This was at a time when crimes were, um, where everything was becoming a felony, you know, which means that you would have, and they were trying to explain to me how they would, again, talking to them, we were talking futurism. Okay, we weren't talking about things that have happened. They were saying, listen, this is what this thing is going to look like. And because they because they could see what some of the experiments were. They were during that time. This is in the 90s. So they were the experiment of the solitary confinement or um, or a break of keeping them in their cells all day as opposed to just hanging out on the yard and, and create, you know, these prisons that have just become like these little cities and all those kinds of things. Cause they, they could see these, cause if you're not mindful of, of the experiments that are going on, then you won't know how to deal with things when they come in the future. Cause even at the experiment level, you better know it's coming. Right. And so they were seeing things at the experimental level and they were saying, well, you better watch this because it's probably going to end up becoming a felony to do this and a felony to do that and, and these kinds of things. And so, and, and sure enough, here we are where pretty much everything is a felony now. Um, and then, there, so it was just about get ready. There's not enough. There's not enough. And I'm going to get ready to get out of here because we're at the 41. We need to be at the 45. There's not enough in our lives to help us wake up ready. There's not enough. And I have come to find out that watching news, particularly local news, doesn't help me wake up ready. And until the news changes and becomes that, you know, don't tell me what, just listen. And and I'm sorry, y'all, that's my pet peeve. That's the pet peeve I've had for some 40 plus years. Um, Because I, that's just, even as a child, where everybody's watching cartoons, I'm like, why are they trying to get this messaging? Every day, I would wake up and they were like, black women are less likely to do this. And black women, they were literally, this is what the news was when I was growing up. Black women are less likely to do this. And black women are less likely to do that. And if a black woman had any kind of accomplishment, they'd tell everybody. And everybody would be mad at black women. And black women this. And, black. Now, and, then they, and then, of course, they would tell you, though, the black male is this. So, you know, I put out, I did a campaign to get them to just stop. And, and, and some of the networks, uh, after years of my protesting them, um, many of them stop and they don't do that now, but they still, the source of people who have the source of people who have prejudice in them and they act on those prejudice source people who act on prejudice, being prejudiced, having a low to no tolerance of another human being for reasons of their gender. What is it? Creed, sex, national origin, all those kind of things. They, they more than likely have never even experienced those people with the exception of what they might have seen on television. And that's one of the reasons why I embraced social media so early on because it helps us 
get beyond our own comfort zones of tolerance, right? I And I have to check even myself. Um, remember I said I want to go to the baseball game and I have a zero tolerance for for entertaining myself around a person that's just totally intoxicated. Zero tolerance. I don't want that experience in my life, right? I just don't. And so as long as that is, as long as I can't find a place or a time in which to enter the stadium and be comfortable uh, without being <laughs> victimized, you know, because now we're in a climate where, hell, people who ain't drunk say stuff out of place. You can imagine that that person being intoxicated, thinking they got all the courage in the world, you know, and I just don't want to see them knocked out flat out cold. So I'm like, I ain't going. I'm, I'm just not going. I'm going to listen. I will listen on the radio uh, until times change. Like, this is just not the time. And you know what? And, I'm, and I hate to say this because I know that we should force the, deal with these things head on. But it's, it's, just, it's, it's just not the time. And I think it's not the time because the punishment falls on, that, on, on us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just, and, 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 and I just don't want to, I, I, I don't want to catch a case. So I just find myself like, I don't, I don't do a lot of, as much as I want to go into certain grocery stores. Let me, I've had problems in the grocery store. The, the wonderful thing about it is life is such a way now that we're not, <laughs> I'm you, life is such a way now that you don't have to deal with this. And that's why I'm trying to get you to wake up ready, right? I was driving yesterday, and I keep telling myself, you know, you could drive out of America. You know, and I, and I, and I find myself one, because I keep telling people, as I, as I am looking to the future, as I am trying to get you ready for the future, you know, I keep finding myself saying, the future is not American. That doesn't mean America and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm looking around, because I live in Atlanta, there's a lot of change going on in Atlanta, and I find myself noticing that the future is not American. And when I say American, I mean American in the sense of where we have been, where we have come from. It's not those people that want us to go back to any of this stuff. It's not. It is not. And you need to wake up ready. I woke up ready today knowing that I have, I have adapted enough technology. I have ad- adapted enough uh, of the mindset that my day can be what I want it to be. All I have to do is wake up absolutely ready. Knowing my flaws, I'm going to write that down. It's already written down. I'm just going through my list now. It's a short list today, y'all. And for those of you that uh, don't know, we keep a journal for these. And so I wrote down ready. I want to wake up ready. I have to know my flaws. I have to have a plan so that I don't become a victim, that I'm always working towards a solution. Even if I experience, and let me tell you, you're going to experience FOMO because when you start doing something different and you're no longer doing what you've done or you can no longer, I have FOMO. Like, like I went to the, the a little store that I go to and, and they like, I hadn't seen you in a while, you know, because I can't order on, I can't order online there. Um, so I've chosen because I don't want to be in certain environments. You know, the day is busy. The neighborhood changes. There's uh, uh, some growth and some businesses and all that. You know, just an explosion of people. Um, nine to five is like barely a thing anymore, right? It's like there's, there's traffic all day, right? There's no more like rush hour. It's like everybody's rushing all day, right? Because 
people, so many people are working from home now, and I love this because, I mean, hell, we were trying to do it in the 90s, and there were those like, how are we going to look over your shoulder? How are we going to, you know, watch what you're doing, you know? And I'm like, my God, we've got to get to that time. So there's so many people work at home now that there are more people in the communities, and everybody's trying to rush out in their community, and this is a good thing because your your neighborhoods and your communities are, are making so much money now. That's why they're flourishing and they're adding. Because used to be our, our neighborhood, like restaurants didn't have a great lunch crowd because everybody worked 45 miles away from home. Home was a place you, you went to. It took you an hour or two to get there from work. So your community wasn't making money in the daytime. But now you try to run out and have lunch. And it's like, what do you mean there's a wait? I, what do you mean I need a reservation? What do you mean I should have called ahead? What do you mean I should have ordered online? <laughs> it's it's all a thing, and it's such a good thing. You know, you walk in, and people are like, did you order online? No, I need to order now. And they look at you like, how do you do? How do we do that, right? I mean, it's like it's it's everything is changed. Y'all better get ready, get ready because it's only going to amplify. It's only going to become more amplified in two thousand in uh, twenty twenty. I said 2000 in, in 2020 is going to be more amplified and you're going to be mad because you're standing in line and people are like just walking in and their food is like just sitting over there. They're walk, like how are you walking in getting that food and like just, just walking out? They didn't already order and already paid for it. It's got their name on there. It's like, it's just, sitting. <laughs> and you know what I have to tell you guys? I love it because I was in the room. We said this stuff was possible. I was in the room and people said, y'all are crazy. There's no way People are going to pay for something before they get it. If you are not taking money for it, somebody yesterday was arguing about, no, I was in, the, I was in this uh, workshop, um, went to the marketplace. There was a work, and the lady was like, she couldn't fathom that people were going to give them, she was like, she got all this stuff she wants to sell. She can't imagine people give her the money up front. Because she was talking about the collecting the money. We're like, what is she talking about? The money comes first. Right? Then you deliver. She can't, She was like trying to, you know, her store, she has a store and she's about to go out of business because she's not selling anything, any of it online. And she can't, she was trying to, she was trying to embrace it. And, and she just wasn't, she wasn't ready. She just really wasn't ready. And it's like, whoa, you know, and people were looking at her merch. That's like, whoa, you should be selling out every day. And she's like, but I need somebody. She couldn't do it. And she, she said, well, can I just hire somebody to do it? We're like, yeah. And so everyone's like, well, join this group. There are people that offer the services at all of these different levels. It's like, listen, people, it's time to wake up ready. A lot of people have spent a lot of time on this. So, this, you know, there are those that want to turn the clock back. But guess what? The clock doesn't go backwards. We are going forward. And if you do, you might have to take a step back just just so that you can get a clarity of the view, just so that you can see what's going on. There's a lot of bullying out there trying to keep things from going forward, but life goes on. It goes, it, you, bet, you bet to wake up ready. You better know your flaws. What's my flaw? Follow up. My flaw has always been follow through. I brought somebody aboard. Hey, listen, come on. Help me with that. Help me with this plan. And even after doing all of that, I, I myself had one piece. I had to go sit through that training. I had gone through this training before I had to go sit through it again. Because if you miss just a piece of it, and I, I had missed clearly just a piece of it. And once I got that, and I almost got it, and then a friend of mine said, let's just go have lunch. And she was like, really, girl, here, this is what it is. Let me just show you. 
You need that. You need that. And hopefully you have uh, some people like that. You just need to really look around. Remember, we, we did an episode about team and, and so forth. Um, but really, all I wrote down was just be ready, know your flaws, work your plan. If you don't work your plan, you're going to become victory. You're going to miss the solutions. You will experience some FOMO. Like, say, for instance, I want to get back into blogging, um, but I want to do it. I want to do it in a different way. And I'm like, and oftentimes, the way I want to do something, there's not yet a, a, a clear path to it, so I have to kind of um, carve out that path for myself, and so that's where I am with that, but there are those, just, just the mentioning of you wanting to do something different, there, there are those, there's a whole lot of bullying going on, and the bullying especially, I, I don't even need to say especially, there's just a whole lot of bullying going on because people want to do something different because people realize life should be easier than it is right now. And because people are, some people are afraid that you may discover some solutions to some of the problems because their lifestyle is about you having that problem. Um, was it Booker T? No, was it Booker T? Let me try to think. Or George Washington Carver. One of them said, you know, there are those who do not want the patient to get well. Because, you know, because they make, they, they make, they, they make a prominent life bringing those troubles before the people. I'm paraphrasing because I haven't said it in a while, but there are those that don't want you to experience a solution. There are those that don't want you to realize what you can do even just with social media, you know, because life is going to change. I was, I've been sharing a uh, app this week. There's an app that came out this week and you can check it out in my timeline where if you we're literally unemployed. Let me tell you, there's no such thing as unemployed. Now, employment, the way we know it, you know, you, somebody, is, let me break this down what a job is, right? A job is just simply you go somewhere and you do an amount of time, right? There's somebody that does the, the accounting that calculates for you how much you're going to make. They, they process your paycheck for you. They pay your insurance for you. They, they handle every aspect of, of all these things for you. When you work for yourself or when you um, hustle, side hustle, and all those kinds of things, you have to be your own HR. You have to process your own paycheck. You have to pay your own taxes. You have to pay your own health care. You have to pay your own PTO. Doesn't mean you don't have any PTO. You just need to, just like when you go to work, most people go work a job for a week and you get a day's pay, um, put away for you, right? So when you're your own work for yourself, you work for the week, put a day's pay away. So you have that PTO so that the days you don't have to work some uh, too often times you are, you don't have that week in the hole, you know, try to get yourself to a point where you have that week in the hole, right? You have to be very disciplined. And, and even still, if you, if you go out there and source these opportunities for yourself, there are people that, that you can hire to do that. I mean, and it's, this is, this is what's coming. I'm telling you what's coming. There was an app that came that started promoting this this week. I saw it. I don't know how long it's and it is brand new because there's only a couple of companies out there. Um, one of the things we talk about prejudices and we talked about um, 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 bullying um, opportunities. I temp agencies. Temp agencies have been around forever. When temp agencies came, they came. They they kind of exploded during the uh, Clinton era. 
because, you know, Clinton commits uh, a lot of companies wanted to, they wanted to make more billionaires. And so they wanted to, they were like, wait a minute, all these people are going to get old. We're going to owe all these people some pensions. We got to get rid of some of these folks. We got to start hiring people that don't have pensions and don't have all these benefits. Right. And so they started the outsourcing thing happened. So, so people started working contract. They started firing employees and telling the employees, you got to come back with the temp agencies and so forth. I saw it as an opportunity like, you know, cause I'm a, I was a mom and I wanted to work flexible time and be home with the kids. Right. So that's been there. But now as, as you notice, we're at a point where there's a level of technology and app is making life a whole lot easier. Well, the problem, one of the problems with the tip agencies was the gatekeepers. See, waking up ready, you, you, most people aren't, most people aren't ready to not have a gatekeeper. That's where we are. 2020 is about no gatekeepers, right? Remember when internet came along and all you heard about the internet was the playing field was level, right? So right now, we're trying, people are trying to carve out a future where there are no gatekeepers. And there are those working just as diligently to keep the gatekeepers because, you know, gatekeepers like making a whole lot of money, right? And so as the agencies are currently, you got the gatekeeper, you know, only a certain amount of people get the assignments and the jobs and this, that, and the other kind of thing. Well, there was an app that launched that companies can now um, bypass the gatekeeper because the gatekeeper, you know, they were making half your money, right? They were making, uh, they, they will call you and tell you, you know, whether well, the, the range is this and you get on the job and you find out with well, those that coming from this agency, you know, they're making a couple of dollars more, right? Or this person then told, told their agency, don't call me for less than, you know, and y'all all working side by side, but your, your agency or you, you know, didn't have the right negotiate, negotiating skills. So now there's an app. We're cutting out that middleman, that middle person. And and guess what again? The price, the, the amount of money is up front. The amount of money is up front. Hopefully, I'm going to tell you, get with somebody else that signed in from another zip code or from another area or signed in from this, that, and the other, and make sure it matches, right? Compare. Stop doing this stuff quietly. Because when you do it out in the openly, like you look at, you look at their app, you know, start, you start discussing this stuff because that's how, remember when, uh, president Obama was first elected, first thing they did was they put in this, the Lily Ledbetter act that women supposed to be like all these presidents we've had. And nobody was like, well, why everybody want to run around? Well, women make less than men and, and, and X amount of cultures make less than the women, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, listen, remember I talked about truth, honesty, and transparency, People are out there bullying the truth. That's what they're bullying. They're bullying the truth. They don't want the truth out there. But now there's an app. You want to work today? You go jump on the app. And I'm going to tag the app. I'm going to put it in the comments. I'm going to put it in the comments for this post. Um, jump on this app. And it shows if you come and do X amount of hours, or you, you can literally pick a shift. You already know people are out there doing Lyft and Uber and they're delivering groceries. They're delivering food and all those kinds of things. Because those are the things that get, well, Lyft and Uber is, is, now are going to have to start doing up front. They're going to have to start letting people know because people are going to stop picking you up. They, they're going to stop picking you up. They, but they don't want to know. They don't want to get over, drive all the way over there to pick you up and then find out you're just going a mile, right? Like, really? Like, up front, there's, here comes the app. They, they come in, and they're going to let you know because people are switching over from driving to delivering because delivering lets you know, oh, this is X amount of dollars. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to wait. Or this is, or I'm gonna go ahead and take that, right? Why, why, 
why don't I get to, to know if how far you're going? It's like people want up front. And that's the, the bullying is taking place because nobody wants to do upfront. Nobody wants to do upfront anything. That's why that's why the retail apocalypse is happening, right? People want upfront. There are people now. There's a company right now hiring thousands of people, getting ready to open a warehouse. They've already brought on the first crew, and these the people are signing up to. It's a, it's it's retail. It's like they know. That their retail therapy, they want to spend, I spend $200 a month, $50 a month, $20 a week. And they want, that's, this is what they want to say. And the stores have been like, no, no, that's not how this works. Well, while y'all pack up y'all stores, you better know that these people are signing up, that they want to spend X amount of dollars, just put some stuff in the box and ship it to my house. And what I like, I'm going to keep, and what I don't like, I'm going to send it back. And, this, and these things are popping up all over the place. And then they're not going to be cute. They're not going to look cute. There's a warehouse. They're not going to look cute. And they're not going to have a storefront and this, that, and the other. And remember, back in the day, we used to have this company called Service Merchandise, right? You go in there, was merchandise everywhere. You couldn't touch it. All you, you, they gave you a pen, a pencil, and a piece of paper. You wanted it, you wrote it down, and then you went over to the party, and you picked it up, they put it in your car, right? Everything was... A display item, right? We're back there. It, we cycle. We cycle through. You know, I went. In, I had to run in the grocery store the other day. I didn't know where anything was because I've been ordering groceries for the past year. When I'm ready to cook, you know, we got home the other night. Petty Bay was like, "Man, I don't feel like cooking. We need to run out and get something to eat." I'm like, "Girl, you better order something." And yes, it costs a little bit more. Because you need to understand the value of paying that person. She was like, don't you, you want to pay that? I don't want to get out of this bed. <laughs> That's what I don't want to do. And then she was like, but it will cost less if we do it. I said, no, because there's a value on having me to drive you over there. to pick. There's a value on that. How much are they charging? Because I would probably charge you more. Got to understand the value, y'all. I'm going to write down value because we've been doing a lot of value conversations. You've got to understand the value. you got to want to pay people. And there are too many of y'all out there. We, let me tell y'all, we talked about this yesterday when they talked about the athletes need to go to the HBCUs. They can't go to the HBCUs because the value is not there. And I don't mean the value of the education. I'm just saying we as a people don't understand the value of it. Stop telling them to go over there until we correct what we think of the value. I was, let me tell you, and, I, and it showed itself, uh, and I was watching the panel, and I live streamed this panel at the Facebook event, the Marketplace. And I was like, why? The market, now keep in mind, the Marketplace session at the Facebook event was empty. It was a, only a couple of rows, and some of them were on the panel, Okay. And I asked, because my, my girlfriend was like, where are you? Come to the Marketplace um, room. And I was like, what Marketplace? not even listed. Where is it? And so they had sent out uh, an invite letting those who are in Atlanta uh, participate in the Marketplace if they were coming to the Facebook and to come to this little off-site off, off uh, event. So I go in there, and they had the three women on the panel. And um, one of the ladies said, Oh, well, use this and do this and that, you know, and then she goes, well, it didn't cost anything. I hate to hear that. Uh, or this is free or or this, you know, because 
that's not that's not what the, it, it, everything has a cost. Every single solitary thing has a cost. You might not have applied any value to it. And the fact that we have gotten to and walking into 2020, not having applied enough of the right value to who we are and what we do is the number one reason we are behind. The, America is behind the way it is because America has always had a misplaced sense of value. Okay. A misplaced sense of value. That's why you can say there's such a thing as the 1% in America and why the 1% is not a 20%, right? Why the 1% why the 1% is not a 20%, why the 10% is not a 30%, why the 60% is poor, okay? And living, living in poverty, no matter how you try to disguise it, you don't have the assets. And you know why? I keep hearing people... I love I love when tax time come along and everybody's talking about just that first page and you know you put listen if all you all you filling out is that front page and not flipping it over or the last line or adding that stuff at the bottom you've got a misplaced sense of value if all you're talking about is 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 a certain amount a certain type of income okay like if you're not talking it's it's about to be October. If you're not worried about October 15th, ooh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, let me just say. Let me just say. And if you don't know nobody worried about, listen, if you don't know nobody worried about October 15th, I'm just saying. If, if your friends are in October talking about they can't wait for Christmas to come and, and then January to come so they can get their, if you're still having that W-2 conversation, you need to and I'm not bullying, and I'm not shading, and it's not shots fired. I'm just saying, 2020 is coming, and you need to be ready. 2020 is coming, and you need to be ready. And so when I was in that marketplace, in the marketplace, this lady was talking about her and her husband. They go around, they buy these pallets and stuff. And I remember I was at that auction. I, was, I go to those auctions, and I'm like, Dad, it used to be one in my neighborhood. I'm like, where did they go? They used to be, and I'm pretty sure... Somebody was like, there's too many people parking over there. You know, not realize those people were going in there getting their lives. Those people were going there getting their freedom, right? I guarantee you somebody was like, is that, that's probably not up to code. And they got all that stuff out there. Even though the stuff only set for like a day. Like I think it was like either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Uh, somebody had a storefront. And it was a storefront behind the store. It wasn't even like on a major main street, right? Um, and now, now it's an empty building over there. Cause you don't run these people out of, out of the, out of the county or somewhere. I got to find out where they went. Cause you can go down there, honey, you can spend 15, 20, a hundred dollars on a pallet of stuff. And then go, but see one of the reasons too, when that was going on, this, the technology wasn't even there for you to do. You usually, those are the people they would go and buy this stuff and they would go to the flea market where people don't want the flea markets and, and rightfully so I understand and I wish all the flea markets would upgrade. I wish they would uh, upgrade and make it something nice. And they better because they're about to go out of business because people are realizing, wait a minute, I don't need that space. I can do this stuff uh, virtually and sell more and not even wait till the weekend. You know, weekend, you better just be making delivery. I keep telling y'all, y'all ain't checked out my vendor uh, stream. You, weekend, when you go to your vendor space, you should be, vendoring should be all about delivering. People should already order. 
Already, you should already have the money. I hate to see that mad vendor. They mad because they're not recouping the money they spent on that vendor space. I'm like, why are you waiting till you get to the event to sell anyway? You should be sold out. You, you, everything you put in your vendor space should have a sold sticker on it. You don't know, you better go to askdryerbuzz.com. That is that is a, a consultant that I do. It's like people who go, they are sold out by the time they get to the event. If you're not sold out by the time you get to the event, if you have not sold something, at least half of your merchandise by the time you get to that event and people aren't walking up to you saying they've already paid, they just get to, I'm telling you, you better stop playing. You better stop playing and put the, get that app. I just told you right now I could log on this app. Let's say that I wanted to do something entirely different next week in a different city. Let's say that I want to go hang out with my friend in New York. And, and get the invitation to do that. I could log on this app. There's an app out there now. I could book an entire week of work without having to go and deal with that person that they hired that won't even pull your resume up, that ain't called you in at the temp agency, right? Like, say if, if I want to go spend three months in New York, and I, I'm, certainly I'm not going to apply for a full-on job, I'm going to look for a contract, right? Okay, well, then I call, you know, they got all their prejudices, their biases, and all this kind of things, you know, or they won't have your money, you know, they, 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 they're, they're no, there's no truth, honesty, or transparency in how much they're making based on how much you're making, you know, they, 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 they take it half, half of what the company, then you, then you go to the job and find out, like they think you ain't going to know how much the company is paying them in order to contract you. Now, mind you, I understand, get your administrative costs, but then you taking part of the income as well. This is why people are out there protesting Uber and Lyft because they both have gone public. Well, there was no cushion. There was no profit margin for them to share. Talk about profit. There was no profit margin to share. So what did they do? They started stealing from the drivers to create this illusion of a profit margin so that they could act like they got something to give to investors. That money wasn't there. That money is coming out of the mouths of families, right? But people who want that return on their investment, they don't care in the least. But guess what? They're going to lose out because people are leaving those platforms and going to other platforms where the profit margin has gone. The in, they're going where the income has gone. So, and, and, and competition is steep. Competition is steep. So you're wondering, like, why it's taking a little bit longer when you press that button and why those drivers are changing, changing, changing. How many of y'all, come on, you already know, you press that button and you you cycling through Two or three drivers, right? Because they hit that, they hit that button, and they realize, oh, you over there, you probably ain't going nowhere. This, that, and the other. You know, it didn't say you were going. Like some, some of the drivers out there, if it doesn't give them a thirty-minute notification, they'll cancel. They don't care about the acceptance rate. You know, they just go into, they threaten to kick them off the system. They're like, okay, I'll take some rides. I mean, that's the thing. They're like, they, they see it coming in, and if it doesn't say, and I just got my second one. I'm just saying. Wake up ready. Wake up ready. Let me tell Let me get ready. I got my second uh, warning from a battery here. Um, so all of this stuff is happening. And then they, they were like, no, nah, I, I, I go deliver this burger because it's got upfront pricing. It, it, it's letting me know how much I'm going to make off the get. You know, these people done already paid and then already tipped. Okay. They ain't got to wait. You ain't got to 
chat with them, you know, and, and make sure you're on the right radio station and sit there and suffer through, you know, the weed. <laughs> like, dang, I know Atlanta, I know, I know Atlanta don't want to arrest nobody, but God dang. And people are going, you're going to work smelling like that? Whoa, okay, wait, you going to work where I eat smelling like that? Or you going to work where I, mm-mm, go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like, I'm just saying it's bad, y'all. It's it's bad. It's it's really, really bad. So you gotta get on stuff early. So shout out to everybody that, that used these platforms early on. You got the best of them. You got the best of them. Because you know, like I said, America has a misplaced sense of value. And in that America has a mis- misplaced sense of value, it would always want to get back to that slave mentality. It will always. It, America is always America, and, and 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 its other and its allies that follow behind them are always trying to reinstitute this con- this construct of of um, devaluing people. I'll put it that way because y'all get afraid. I might get I might get blacklisted. I might get uh, thrown out. My whatever you know how they do. They'll block you and all this kind of stuff on these apps. Um, a, a misplaced sense of value. I'm just saying, wake up ready so that you don't get caught up in that mess. I, I don't want you, because one of the reasons people can't get out of bed is be, simply because somebody has misplaced their value. That's why you can't get out of bed. That's why you need to wake up ready. Uh, it's because I guarantee you, you're under those covers right now. Or you're thinking about, you're looking at your day, thinking about your day shouldn't be that way because the value is gone. And if the value is gone, let me tell you how to get it back. Okay, let me, let's get over your flaws. Sometimes it's self-inflicted. Sometimes not understanding your value is self-inflicted. And it's self-inflicted because you've you got certain flaws. You cannot fix it. We're going to go back in time. We, if we're ever going to go if we're gonna go back and fix this, if we're going to stop right now. We're not going to go back in time, but right now. With everything for me is now. All I can deal with is now. Let's stop right now and see what is that flaw. What is that flaw that has you questioning your value right now? What is what was the plan? Oh, you didn't have a plan. Okay, well you became a victim. Not having a plan and engaging in our society will cause you to become a victim. Will cause you to miss the solutions, right? Will cause you to experience the worst sense of FOMO. You probably can't get out of bed now because you got a misplaced sense of value, and that's causing a whole lot of FOMO. Because had you got out of bed, you would have been able to go and experience that wonderful opportunity that you're having to miss again and again and again. That's the thing. Um. The bullying, is it, is it self-inflicted? Is it those voices that are echoing in your head? Or are you in circles of people who bully each other? You know, the poor, we talk about the poor always be among us. The poor arrest each other. The poor exist in arrested development with each other. I'm like, I'll, I'm like, wait a minute, y'all, it's five of us up in here. Wait, it's five of us in this line. We need to work together, right? When we went to the Facebook thing, it's like, we, I'm sitting down like, it's, it's, 25 of us sitting up in this room trying to figure out how to do this thing. Um, that's a lot. I'm looking like that's a lot of energy if we were to work together. But we have, we have gotten to the point where we need to be in this room simply because we are not seeking a solution together. And I'm like, all of us got up, got dressed, and came here because they said they're going to show us how to do it. But we've been in Atlanta. They came to Atlanta. We're here in Atlanta, and we're not working together on this kind of thing. Now, mind you, some of us shouldn't. I did see. I'm like, oh, okay, no, don't want to work with them. But then I'm like, wait a minute, y'all, we all been laughing and talking, going to lunch, having coffee, we're doing all this stuff, and let's take what we learned. Now that, now that we know, now that we know that we have this in common, and there were several of us that did, it's like, hey, they got this table for us to go over here, so let's go sit down 
and let's network. Okay, what we've done some things together before. How do we now work this thing out together? And so some of us left there, like, okay, what, what time are we meeting? What day are we meeting? There are those of us that get things going. And I was like, hey, you know what, guys? I'm ready to do breakfast. And I'm, I'm ready for, and guess what? <laughs> Believe it or not, all the ones I'm talking about that I'm probably going to work with, all of them, um, you seen that breakfast. I, get, I, I swear to you, the majority of them, the more, majority of them you see that breakfast. The others that came up to me came up to me because of the value, the rep, my reputation for value. So put away your fears. Put away your fears. And if you're afraid you're going to be bullied, you probably are. Uh, learn how others, learn how others succumb, sur, uh, surpass the bullying so that you don't succumb to it. Um, and you can get away your fears and get back to your value. If 2020 is coming, you're looking down these next three months and you're trying to figure out you don't want 2020 to come here. You haven't done this and you haven't done that. Don't do it. Get ready. Wake up ready. This one went a little bit long. We went about 16 minutes over, about 30 minutes over the 45 um, and over depending on where you need to stay. But listen, come back, come back and listen. Uh, and I, I didn't finish the part where the lady was talking about how all of this stuff, yeah, it appears free, but do understand the value of it. There is somebody that is making all of this stuff available. But if it does not, um, it's, it's not that it doesn't cost. It Somebody else is um, relieving you of the cost. Don't say that things don't cost because I don't like dealing with, I don't like people around me that because you'll be out there saying, oh, go get this from drivers and don't pay her. No, pay me. I like to be paid. Um, so I'm just going to tell you, I don't like to hear people say it don't cost because everything has a cost. And, and, and I stopped listening to her when she said that, because that means that she misplaced the value of it. Because what she did not understand is somebody writes a check each and every day for social media. Okay. It might not, they, they've relieved you of the cost. You might think it's free, but they, somebody, it's you, they are fully reimbursing each expense. Everything has a cost. I don't want to be around nobody that tell me something doesn't something doesn't cost because it does. And I stopped I stopped listening to her when she said it. And I saw her throughout the day going to all the other sessions. And then there she was on the panel. And I was like, because you know, we, once you sit on the panel, I was like, oh, cool. Um, but then the way she was talking about, you know, y'all, it don't cost this and it don't cost it does cost. Time is money. I'm telling you, and all you got is time. Um but and she in the success she, she's not experiencing the success that she could be experiencing because she think it don't cost. She doesn't realize how much she is saving, how much she is re- somebody's reimbursing that cost for you. And I, I came through I came through an era of reimbursement. Uh, I used to have a job title that I used to work in a department called reimbursing, where everybody else thought nothing cost. We just had to sit in that room and reimburse all of that stuff. So I just I, I, and I may just be the one person. That you know, that has that mindset. I, I have to think about reimbursement, like being on here this time and what, there's a cost. You know, it, it didn't cost, I could, if I was to take her mindset, I would say, oh, I'm doing a free part. No, this hour, I have a, there's a rate assigned to this hour and 20 minutes I'm giving you here. There's a rate applied to that. I'm going to go get, I'm going to look, go check and see if my spot, my sponsor, Payment come in. All of those different things. There's a rate to the production that has happened after this. When I load it on a quote unquote free app, somebody is going to, somebody's reimbursing the expense of that. 
Somebody, they, they're going to recoup that on their investment. Somebody's already made the investment, and they want a return on their investment. And if they don't get a return on their investment, there'll be no podcast. If I don't get a return on this, spending this time with you, there'll be, there won't be one tomorrow, right? If I don't go and look at these numbers, and, and uh, if, I, if I am out and about, you know why? You know why I came back with book two? Because when I'm out and about and people see me and they come up and they, they tell me the value they get from it. And it, it doesn't cost them anything. I have reimbursed that cost for them. It doesn't cost you anything to listen. You know, I haven't gotten to the, the you, I haven't put it on a platform that where you have to pay yet. Right. Now, there are those that will say, I know it's out there on the free, but can I get it on it? Can I get episode 5, 10, 20 on a, on a CD? You know, there are those that, that are at a premium level. You know, you might not have asked. You might not have asked about the upgrade. You might not have asked about the convenience level, right? You might still be at the free level. You like, you go out there and you search for it, you hunt, hunt it down. There's a level they like, I don't, I don't want to have to go through the timeline. So they get an email. It's email to them. They want... I want all my episodes in my email so when I'm driving, I can just go to my email and they get the episode emailed to them. That's a convenience. There are those that say, I need it at a convenience because, you know, I wake up at a different time and I'm trying to get out of bed, right? There are those that want it at a premium level. You might not have asked for the convenience level and you certainly might not have asked for the premium level. There are those that want me to come and speak this to their group, right? I've got a business group and we, we are trying to get ourselves up. You know, can you come and, and give us that conversation? It, I mean, you got to understand, got to be ready, got to be ready. You might still over there trying to figure out how to do something for free when the premium level reimburses the expense of the convenience level, which reimburses the expense of the free level. I'm just saying there are three levels to this thing. It's probably, and it's probably one that I'm missing. Cause I just told you there's another person that makes all of this possible. So there's a fourth, there's a fourth level might even be a fifth level. I don't know. It keeps going and going and going, but you gotta, you gotta be in the mindset to know that that thing's out there. But first you gotta get ready. And I know before this conversation, you weren't ready and that's okay. But now you are. Now you are, and I want you to do this, I want you to do this. I want you to go on and take on your day. Get ready. Wake up ready. And those of you that are going to catch this off into the future, just know that here back in the past, we thought about you. We thought about giving you our hindsight so that we can make it easier for you. And I hope that you take this hindsight and use it as your foresight so that you don't ever have the problem of getting out of the bed. All right? All right, you guys, let me let y'all... Um, for those of you in a live environment, I'm going to share something with you. For those on the podcast, you're going to hear just a little bit of music when you go to the timeline. And what you heard and that music, you can match it up. But um, we got a new promo out there, so I'm going to play that for you. Wait, let's take that off. Dryer Buzz, we are um, starting here in September. We have rolled out uh, additional appointments for those of you trying to get ready for a 2020. 
Uh, it is just days away. It is just days away. And you need to start working on it because it's also hyper-consumer season, meaning that you've got your fall festival, you got Halloween, you've got Thanksgiving, you've got Christmas, Kwanzaa, and all in between New Year's, Super Bowl. We're going to be on a roll each month where households are going to be spending four to $800 a month per person, per person. And if you want to get some of that uh, or you want to figure out how to be a part of this new economy that's coming uh, where there are no gatekeepers, y'all, the field is level and there are no gatekeepers. So life is going, life is going to continue to change and we'll be here telling you how to get out of bed. Also, a couple other podcasts you know we do on Tuesdays and I still am doing the production on the one we had Tuesday and I'm going to do that right now um, on Tuesday. We'll be back with leading women, and I just sent Angela the message. I think it's time for breakfast because we need to get face-to-face, um, and we need to talk about 2020, so um, breakfast with Dryer Buzz will also plan that. Um, what The promo that I just did, if you didn't see it, was called was for Ask Dryer Buzz, which is our 27 answers. Uh, Ask Dryer Buzz 27 answers. How about that? Ask Dryer Buzz 27 questions. See, I'm still working on the branding on it, but it's basically... Ask Dryer Buzz. You can go to AskDryerBuzz.com. Uh, consulting is available. You can do a call or a side-by-side. We have a call and we also have a side-by-side where we work with you on what your goals and what you're trying to accomplish um, in your in your business or in your personal brand. You want to become a brand and all those kinds of things. Uh, ask, you can ask Dryer Buzz. The uh, Ask Dryer Buzz um, online learning the learn section will be up on the 27th. Uh, we're finishing up the first one. Uh, first course is 27S2 Rocket Podcast, as well as the other courses that are already out there. We're going to bring back those will be there. We put in the 2020, we updated everything and put in the 2020. We've, we made the predictions as to what 2020 was going to be. So all of that, all of that is already out there. You can go now to that. But as far as 2020, we talk about now. Now is a thing. And I know most people are trying to still trying to figure out, like, how do I do this now? And most people are not doing it because it is done now. It doesn't take um, two years of planning. It's literally like now. And people will call me and they were like, well, you know, I want to start a website. I'm like, let's go. You know, and they're like, wait, I haven't thought it's okay. Well, that's not now. It's all of this stuff is functioning now. You don't need a lot to get started. It's like, it's like, go. I was trying to um, work on this thing. I was like, I want to do, I was trying to find a word for start. It's not, it's go. When you're at a red light and that light turns green, it, it doesn't mean, you ever notice there, there's no get ready. It, it doesn't say ready, set. Only if you're in one, what, racing, is there a ready, set, go? But when you're out moving around and driving, it's like, it's green. It's like, go. There's, it doesn't tell you to get ready. You know, the ready is, unless you go look the stop sign, that's your ready. Uh, the yellow, you know, it's like everything's about stop. No, we're on the go. We're on the go. All right, anyway, I don't want to keep you any longer, guys. Uh, but thank you so much. You know, I only got one thing else to tell you. But listen, go meet me over the timeline. Meet me over the timeline. I still got some stuff I want to tell you about, but I don't need to do that on how to get out of bed because we're, we're up, we're awake, and we're awake, we're woke and ready. Woke and ready. All right, bye. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.